In this episode, we talk about how to find the right therapist. Get excited because this is Tiny Leaps. Big changes. Welcome to another episode of Tiny Leaps. Big changes. My name is Greg Clunas, and today I want to talk about finding the right therapist. I've been such a huge fan of therapy for a super long time now, and it's been incredibly helpful in my life with navigating some really, really challenging and difficult situations. And finding the right therapist is a critical part of actually having a good experience with it, having a good result from it, finding the right person that you can uh, connect with and show up with week after week for some extended period of time. That's what allows it to be effective, to be helpful in your life. But finding that right therapist can be challenging, especially if you've never gone through therapy before and you've never experienced what it's like with a good therapist. Now, I've had a number of good therapists in my my uh, experience thus far. Back when I lived in New York City, right after graduating college in 2014, I got my first full-time job out of college and decided to try therapy then for the first time ever uh, to deal with some issues that I was going through at the time that I didn't quite have the tools to be able to, to manage. Things like recognizing my emotions, recognizing anxiety, being able to clearly communicate those things and communicate what I needed. Uh, those are skills that I just did not have back then. It wasn't skills that I grew up learning. I didn't have great um, role models of what that should look like. And it made it really challenging when uh, navigating my relationship with Rachel back then. We were sort of earlier in our relationship, newer, trying to figure out, is this something that's going to work? And I couldn't really show up the way that she needed me to. Or quite honestly, I couldn't communicate what I needed from her. So I decided to try therapy for the first time, and I got really lucky with that first therapist. It was someone that I connected with almost instantly. We had a great relationship, and I was able to start working through some of those issues going week after week to the point that I really looked forward to those uh, um, uh, meetings. And unfortunately, I had to stop going to that person because of changes in my insurance. And after that shift, I went through a string of bad fits, not necessarily bad therapists, but bad fits. And that's a critical distinction. Just because you and a therapist don't work does not necessarily mean there's a problem with you or the therapist. It just means that it's not a good fit, which is such a critical part of making therapy actually valuable for either party that's involved. So I went through a number of bad fits with, with other therapists in different areas of New York City. And then finally, I found someone else that I connected with. And I was thinking about that recently because I ended up staying with that uh, uh, final therapist throughout the entire rest of the time that I was in New York City. And I was seeing them for uh, maybe eight, nine months, maybe a year. I can't honestly remember. Um, but I was thinking about how had my first ever experience with therapy been that string of bad fits, it's very possible that I never would have continued going. If, if I didn't get lucky right out of the gate and recognize that this very first person I connected with was a good fit, if I didn't get that immediately, I would have never known what it was like to have a good fit. I would have never known that a good fit even matters. 
I would have never recognized that these other people I was going to just wasn't a good fit for me. And that's why I wasn't getting value from it. I would have maybe kept trying and not gotten value. And now today, my my perspective on therapy might be very different. So this is really, really important. And in this episode, I want to go through Heather Parody's advice. So if you don't know, Heather Parody's the host of the Happy Brain podcast, our sister podcast here on the TLBC network. And she is a former therapist. She's trained as a therapist. She practiced as a therapist. That's part of why she started a podcast about mental health. Uh, and she has a really, really good perspective on how you should approach finding the right therapist. So I want to go through her advice, break it down and share it with you. But before I do, I do want to let you know that today's episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, like I said at the top of the show, I've been a vocal advocate for therapy for a long time, four, five, six, seven years. And it's been incredibly helpful for me, especially dealing with my emotions, anxiety, depression, dealing with grief when my father passed away and navigating my life through the things that have happened since. But therapy can be expensive and it can be difficult to navigate. Like I said, finding the right therapist, asking the right questions and feeling comfortable enough to share are all incredibly important. But how do you go about doing that if you've never experienced it? Well, that's why I'm such a fan of BetterHelp. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service and is 100% online. Here's how it works. You download the BetterHelp app, create an account, and fill in a few details about yourself. Then, in as little as a few hours, you're matched with a therapist who specializes in the things you are struggling with specifically. Try them out, see if it's a good fit, and if not, request a new one. It's all incredibly easy and stress-free so that you can focus on dealing with the more important part. All therapists are licensed, accredited professionals, and BetterHelp allows you to connect with them in a safe and private online environment via talk, text, or video. Plus, they're super affordable. You pay a low flat fee and you have unlimited access to your therapist, obviously within their working hours, but you're able to text them at any time and get the support that you need. So why not join me and give it a shot? Head over to betterhelp.com slash tiny leaps now to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash tiny leaps to get 10% off your first month of therapy. It's fast, easy, and worth a shot. So why not join me and give it a shot? Head over to betterhelp.com slash tiny leaps to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.com slash tiny leaps to get 10% off your first month of therapy. It's fast, easy, and might just be the missing link to helping you improve the quality of your day-to-day life. So give them a shot. Click the link in the description of this episode or go to betterhelp.com slash tiny leaps to get 10% off your first month. So I'm actually super happy to say that I recently got back into therapy. Uh, Since leaving New York City, I spent maybe about two, three years not being in therapy, mostly for lack of health insurance and, and cost. And also for other reasons, there are things that being a person of color, living in a state that is mostly white that I I do have to sort of think about. For example, wanting a therapist who has experience working with people of color in this state and recognizing the unique challenges and and issues that we are are facing 
in this state and wanting to to have that space to be able to talk about those issues without feeling any kind of judgment or any anything like that. No matter what it is you're personally going through, that is going to be an important part of the process, finding someone who allows you to feel safe enough to have that conversation. And so it's been really helpful for me so far. I, I sort of just started back with it, but I'm, I'm feeling hopeful. And something I realized as I was sort of searching for this person is that I ended up kind of following a little bit of what Heather Parody says uh, you should do when looking for the right therapist. So here's her advice. And this is a kind of long quote, so stick with me here. Quote, Research has shown that the biggest factor in therapy success is the therapist-client relationship, which kind of sucks because there is no way to know unless you try it first. But I think one really important thing you can do to weed out what might not be a natural fit is understanding theoretical orientation. Most therapists, if they were well-trained and depending on their licensure requirements, kind of claim a theoretical orientation in which they base their therapy. Most people don't know this going into therapy, that they can ask the therapist what theory they pull from. It's essentially their world view. Most therapists have an integrative approach, meaning they pull from a lot of different training, which is fine, but understanding what they pull from and that they know which ones they pull from, again, not all therapists are trained equally, I think is super important. You may not know what Adlerian means, but you can Google it. Let me give you an example. I pulled from Adlerian and solution-focused therapy, which means that I was super big into childhood issues as a cause to a lot of issues. But my solution was way more strengths-based and focused on measurable actions slash habits. If that doesn't resonate with you, I wouldn't be a good fit. I could go on, but I think it's important to understand where your therapist is pulling their worldview from and approaching solutions to see if it's a fit for you. So that's her advice. And I want to expand on this a little bit. I think this is absolutely critical. Now, I want to be fully transparent. I've never gone into a therapy session and asked, what school do you pull from? What what uh, viewpoints do you have? It's never crossed my mind because as Heather rightfully pointed out, most people don't know they can ask that. They're not even really uh, aware that there are different schools of thought when it comes to therapy and different approaches and that those approaches uh, uh, might prioritize certain things over others when it comes to figuring out what's going on and helping you uh, develop the tools to cope. Most people don't know that. And so we don't even know that we should be asking that question. What I will say that I've done when I, I read through this and I think back to all of the relationships uh, in, in therapy that have worked, they've always volunteered that information. Now, of course, they're not coming up to me with just so you know, I pull from the Adlerian school of blah, 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 blah. I have no idea what that means. So, of course, they're not going to say that to me. But they are very open with here's how I like to practice. Here's what I like to focus on. Does this work for you? Is this what you need? The therapists that I've worked with that have stuck the longest where I felt like I actually got value, they always framed their school of thought in that way. And they always offered that information. Now, I'm not saying that if someone doesn't offer it, that they're not a good therapist or they're not a good fit. Of course, I'm not saying that. Now that we know this information, the responsibility does lie with us to start asking 
to start questioning, where are you pulling from? What are your views on these things? How do you approach figuring out problems and developing solutions? It's up to us now that we have the information, thanks to Heather Parody from the uh, Happy Brain podcast. Now that we have that information, it's up to us to ask for it. The only reason I point out that all of these successful relationships I've had have been ones where they volunteered that information is to show you how important it actually is. Because every therapist I can think of where it just did not work or something wasn't right, and I couldn't have told you what it was that wasn't right. Now that I know that this is something that therapists do, I recognize I have no idea where they pulled from. They never volunteered that information and I didn't know to ask. So that would be where I would start. If you're trying to find a therapist, let's turn this into an actual process. If you've been on the the fence, if you've been on the edge, if you're trying to, to find help, but maybe you've been skeptical about therapy, maybe your family doesn't support therapy, maybe you aren't quite sure if you believe therapy matters at all. Maybe you think it's a waste of time. I get it. Honestly, I do. I come from a Jamaican family. We do not do therapy. I'm the the black sheep in this equation when it comes to my larger family. And I've had many a conversation with my cousins about that. So I get where you're coming from if you're on the fence. What I would encourage you to do is to just try it. What have you got to lose? Now, you are going to have to approach it with an open mind. You are going to have to allow yourself to potentially go through a number of people who are not a good fit in order to get the value from it. Just like anything else in life, it does require a little bit of work, a little bit of effort and an underlying desire to create some kind of change. You have to want it. And that's the part that's going to screw a lot of people up. But if there's anything I can leave you with in this episode, or honestly, for the rest of this year, if there's anything I can leave you with, if you've gotten any value from my show at all, forget all of it and replace it with this. Make this be the most valuable thing you learn from this show. Therapy is worth it. It may be hard to find the right person. It may take a long time. It may feel frustrating. It may feel scary. You might feel isolated from the people around you because they think that you're crazy for doing it. I get all of that, but it's still worth it. I promise you. Try it. Keep trying until you find the right fit. Ask the right questions. Ask them where they are pulling from, what their approach looks like. I'm going to leave the quote from Heather in the description of this episode so that you can read it over again and understand exactly what you should be asking. But if you've been on the fence, allow me to push you over to the other side. Give it a shot. I encourage you to try it before the end of this year if you can find someone with openings. And if not, I encourage you to try it as soon as possible next year. It just might be the thing that does the most for changing your life. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you found value in this episode. If you did, I want to hear from you. Join us in the community. Head over to tlbc.co slash community or click the link in the description of this episode and share your thoughts on this episode. I'd also love for you to connect with uh, BetterHelp, our sponsor for this episode. I use them myself. That's where I found my current therapist. I'm a huge, huge fan and have been a fan since before they ever sponsored this show. So try them out if you aren't sure where to go to to 
get started with therapy, I encourage you to check out BetterHelp and see if it's an option for you. Head over to betterhelp.com slash tinyleaps and get 10% off your first month. And finally, I encourage you to check out Heather's podcast, Happy Brain. It's a phenomenal show. I helped launch it myself. She's an amazing, amazing host who speaks from experience when it comes to mental health. So she has got you covered. If this is a topic you want to dive deeper in, you want to learn more skills, you want to figure out how to cope and deal and manage your life and and your mental health, you got to listen to Happy Brain. Just search Happy Brain with Heather Parody, or just search Happy Brain. It's a big yellow uh, uh, artwork host is Heather Parody, or click the link in the description of this episode. Thank you again for being here. I've been Greg Clunas. And remember that all big changes come from the tiny leaps you take every day. Hold up. 